Hello and welcome to the Cybersecurity Insider, episode 31. My name is Igal Behar, I'm your host. Today we have a few items uh, to talk about and I prepared a bunch of papers here. And we're gonna start covering the some of the topics that are already discovered um, discovered or spoke about those uh, episode uh, thirty about the uh, Chrome update urgent update. So a little bit more information about that. Um, so uh, it's affecting Chrome and Edge um, vulnerability. Uh, both of them, both companies, Microsoft and Google, um, issued the updates. Chrome, actually, Google issued um, a quick fix, one update, because the uh, its severity. And apparently, I read somewhere it was as high, and they said on their website it's high, but some say it's high severity, uh, zero, zero-day vulnerability. So I guess you can say it's a little bit more urgent than... than um, was assumed, and the flaw talks about VA JavaScript engine. So now they're giving us a little bit more information uh, that could be exploited to cause crashes and possibly lead to code execution. Meaning, if you go on a website and you have a JavaScript, and all websites that you visit they're running different codes, different um, programs. One of them is JavaScript that can be run on any uh, operating system. There's no limitation. You can use uh, Chrome on Windows or Chrome on Apple or Chrome on Linux, which is the same. And JavaScript is being used there. And all the pages are being rendered um, on the web browser. And one of the engines is JavaScript. And apparently, that can cause to uh, different problems anywhere from uh, computer being crashed down up to the uh, place where they can execute code on the computer, meaning they can do tech, tech ownership on the computer. Uh, so the all the versions are apparently vulnerable. So if you have version 99 dot something, you, you need to update it to, it's going to be, the new version will be 100 dot something. So you need to go and update. Also, Microsoft uh, has issued a, uh, a patch for the Edge uh, browser. So just make a habit to update your uh, web browser as soon as you hear this message. Um, already posted a few days ago um, on my podcast uh, number 30. So if you didn't see that one, you can go and see it. We also published a, um, a, a blog uh post uh, on our website so you can go and read it and make sure to have it in my description of that video um, so now we're going to move to the next item here with Sophos firewall okay so Sophos patches firewall vulnerability apparently uh, if you're using Sophos and any kind of firewall and you need management capability and some of us do enable web access in order to manage the Sophos firewall or any firewall for that matter. It doesn't matter if it's firewall, uh, Sophos firewall. Um, and what the Sophos said that this vulnerability uh, addresses a critical authentication bypass vulnerability 
and its firewall products. All of them are affected by it, by this flow. And it affects the user portal where you can, users can log in to download, let's say the, um, the SSL client or change password or whatever. They have the ability to go there. And also the web admin, which is more important probably because that, that through that portal, you manage the, the, um, the firewall. And that, if is if exploited, um, allow remote code uh, execution. So this is it's it's a, it's an issue. So what should you do? Uh, you need to limit who can access that uh, that a um, uh, portal, meaning limit by IP. Probably this is one way. Another way is to allow only VPN access. And once you are VPN to the firewall, then you can manage the firewall. It's a little bit more complicated because then you need to VPN and then after you VPN, now you can log in. And of course you need to um, add the two-factor authentication. You, if you haven't done so, you should do that right away. Um, and of course, patch the firewall now. In some instances, even in the Sophos firewall, you have the capability to enable um, what it's called, a, uh, apply hot fixes. Some people don't like to apply auto hot fixes because it can cause the system to uh, not function well and it's not feasible for them. So they disable it because they are uh, afraid. So in, in our scenario these days, it's better to fail the system. Meaning if you apply the patch, the system will, will stop functioning. It's better than being having a vulnerability and then that can lead to a full compromise. So it's better to be let's say false positive, but it's better to be wrong about it than being dead. Um, so th this is this is what um, it's recommended to do about the uh, Sophos uh, firewall vulnerability, VPN. And if you don't want to use the VPN, limit the access uh, by IP, who can access that, that management. And this is, and of course, uh, about the patches, it's better to restart the firewall in order to make sure that all the hotfixes were actually applied. Um, check if you have updates. Update those over the weekend if you can. And then uh, apply the patches, restart the firewall, making sure that everything is clean, and put some limitation to the web admin access. And... Let me turn the page, and we're going to switch to the next item, which is Okta Bridge. <laughs> so the more information is being revealed over time, and uh, and this is goes with the myself and everybody else in the industry saying, "Okay, you know, you should enable two FA." Okay, you know, it sounds very good. Uh, we want to um, enable more security. We want to have layered security, as I keep talking about it uh, over and over. And apparently, uh, this Okta breach done by uh, Lapasos, uh, this group of kids, so there are seven, seven male um, suspects between 16 to 21. The leader is appeared to be 16 years old, and everybody said, "Okay, you know, 
script kiddies are not exactly they who will do those um, attacks. It's more about the sponsor, state sponsor attackers, cybercrime, you know, people talking about those. But apparently those kids are again back on stage, I would say. And they actually use the same, appears to be that they use the same way uh, how the uh, solar winds happened and bypassing multi-factor authentication. And with that, Okta um, failed to say that they are a victim to this attack until they, the group themselves showed, and I saw those pictures uh, from the WhatsApp saying that they, okay, uh, I'm sorry, not WhatsApp, I think it's another program, the Telegram, I think, uh, showing screen, screenshots how they're speaking to the uh, other people in, in, in the Okta cybersecurity um, uh, department. And they said, why are you denying the attack? And they were forced actually to say they were attacked. So, and I visited Okta website, they said only two and a half percent of the customers were affected. And it tends to be like about three, more than 350, 350 uh, customers that they're using the Okta. And by the way, the Department of Justice, Justice is using this uh, Okta solution uh, to FA solution and other companies are using uh, Okta as, as their 2FA. Um, so what exactly was the attack? How they bypassed the attack? They kept trying to access, so they got the username and password, obviously. And then now you need to provide the other factor. And and some um, factors, for instance, on, on Microsoft, when you access the, the, um, the application, it auto automatically prompts, and then you approve with, with your button. Or, for instance, you put the code on the website and so they did it a few times until somebody said okay i don't know maybe it's somebody else maybe it's me i, I don't know you know that you didn't ask for a request why you approve something that when I mean, you already authenticated why now you're gonna re-authenticate yourself and i think they they use this and this is how they call it prompt bombing <laughs> different names uh but this is something that, okay, so you already authenticated. Why you need to be re-authenticate yourself? Uh, you don't know what you're doing with your computer. And I guess people said, oh, maybe the system is is looking for another authentication, the renew my authentication. So because my token on uh, has expired, so now I need to re-authenticate. So this is how they approved it again. And after that, that's it. It's the end of the story because now you approve the authentication request. Now you're in, in the system, wherever you are, because it's um, 2FA is using in cloud, all the cloud applications. So um, so this is what happened. Um, so educate your users about 2FA. Apparently, now we need to talk about 2FA again. Educate users how to use 2FA. So another, another topic. Okay. Let's switch gears to UPS. So... Probably not people, a lot of people know what is UPS. It's not the shipping company UPS. It talks about this box that sits in 
service rooms or under your desk, and it provides uninterruptible power supply. So the power supply from, from the grid goes down, goes offline. So computer shuts down automatically because nothing there to hold the, the computer up. So now you add the UPS. So the UPS sits between your computer and the power jack um, in the wall, right? So you lose the power, now you have a UPS. Now the UPS is now is the one that supply. Now it depends, different types of UPS. You have a uh, online UPS that it's always online, meaning even if you unplug it, it's still running, it's really running the, the computer. Some of them, um, they provide the um, power directly from the wall to the um, to the computer, but then if it detects a power failure, then it's going to come up and provide the power to the to the um, to the device. Um, but those UPSs also have another connection; they have Ethernet connection, and you can connect it to the to the Ethernet, meaning to the internet, uh, and then you can expose it to the internet. So apparently. What hackers now are trying to do is causing denial of service, if you will, and they are shutting down um, the UPS. And if you shut down the UPS, you shut down the power to whatever is connected to the UPS. So if you have multiple UPSs and you have few uh, devices connected, so some of them won't uh, be affected by it because you have one UPS. So maybe you have, you have another UPS and one UPS feeds this power supply and this UPS feeds another power supply. So let's say you have a server, the server has two power supplies. So each power supply goes to a different UPS. So if one UPS fails, you still have power. But if those two UPSs are accessible from the internet, you shut down all of them, now you lose all the, um, you lose services. So of course, you need to segment your network meaning connecting the UPS to another segment so it's not going to be exposed or limited access. And then if you need to, VPN to it and then have the ability to um, um, access the uh, the UPS. Another thing is everybody's leaving the default. So for instance, the APC, so it's APC username and the password is APC. Change those username and passwords. Why you keep the defaults? I don't understand. It's simple. It's easy. You just go to the users and you change the at least the passwords. Don't keep the same. You want to keep the same username? Fine. But at least change the password from APC to something else. And then don't forget to update the firmware. Um, APC or other vendors are issuing uh, firmware updates. Make sure to update to the latest firmware um, in order to prevent those kind of issues one of those and probably possibly um providing uh, better security but also stability um also to mention about the those devices they're using snmp protocol in order to manage them and get uh, alerts make sure to use um configure securely the snmp we can go to more details about it um that's it with that. I mean, encryption, enable TLS, SSL, just enable something. Just do something. Really frustrated. Okay, zero day. Zero, zero day. Oh, yes, Apple. So this is going to be 
my last update for today. We're talking about Apple um, updates um, or fixes uh, zero days. Um, so Apple has released software updates for Mac OS, iOS, iPad OS, TV OS, and Watch OS. Um, all of them are fixes uh, to vulnerabilities that are being actively exploited. The iOS update also fixes uh, a battery drain using iPhone, like me. Shame on me. Um, so make sure to update your phone and your computer with the latest up updates. Like today, I had a session with a customer and we had to update her computer. She had another issue. So I had to force her really to go and update the computer at home because who knows what's going to be. So with that, I conclude all my updates for today. Um, thank you for watching. If you have any questions, you want to ask something, make sure to email me. Uh, it's podcast at thecybersecurityinsider.com. Podcast at thecybersecurity.com. And of course, um, it will be posted on YouTube. Now we are on Spotify. We are now on uh, a few other channels like uh, Apple Podcasting, Google Podcast, uh, Podbean, Spotify, I said, uh, Amazon also. We're all also on Amazon. We are on, what's the name? Oh, Player FM, iHeartRadio. Yeah, we, we're going to come to Pandora also. Um, what is that? Alexa as well. I mean, we have so many places to share our information and knowledge with you. We'll try to reach out to more people um, as we go. This is the just the latest updates. Um, stay tuned because we have more updates coming. So I hope you enjoyed this session. This is Igal Beha, your host, the Cybersecurity Insider. Please like, subscribe. Watch other videos. Let us know what you think. Put your uh, comments uh, below here, anywhere. And thank you again for watching. This is Igal Behar, the Cybersecurity Insider. Thank you. Enjoy your rest of your weekend.